The reality is in relationship, we have something that goes on. We have a signal that our body is sending us. And we, oftentimes our behavior will send a distorted message to our partner that doesn't get what we really need to respond to. Connecting Couples with the Real Emhoffs. Hi, Chad and Angela Imhoff here. We're excited to share with you our second series of podcasts. This one is about staying tuned in, not only to your partner, but really to yourself. And so we're going to dive into that and talk a little bit about what it means to stay tuned in and kind of share some of how we do it and some of the things where maybe we miss and other things. Yeah, so this first episode is called A Clear Message. The, The reality is in relationship, we have something that goes on. We have a signal that our body is sending us. And we, oftentimes our behavior will send a distorted message to our partner that doesn't get what we really need to respond to. And so first, we're just going to kind of talk about emotions because that really is the language our body uses to send us a message. But our culture does a horrible job of explaining how important, talk about a clear message or a not clear message. Our culture has not done a good job of, of sending a clear message of the value of emotion. I mean, even as a female growing up, too much emotion was like, oh, you're too emotional. Don't cry cry so much, don't emote so much. And and that actually can be so detrimental to me actually figuring out what my body is sending me, what signal my body is sending me that's emotional. If I'm sad or if I'm I'm happy or if I, you know, have shame triggers or whatever it is, yeah. it's not clear. And therefore, how could I possibly share it with my partner or get it responded to? I think it's the same. Guys don't get a, a fair chance at this either with the idea of emotion. Yeah, I think guys, we get uh, stereo, and I think of myself pretty stereotypically. Um, I might express or emote a little bit more than, than some, but but I do. I think I'm like, I got these messages that said kind of suck it up, be strong, don't engage with how you feel. How you feel kind of doesn't matter. We're supposed to somehow, and, and I say this again, not true, but somehow we were supposed to like disregard what we feel. The problem is even, let's say we're really successful at that. What ends up happening is we disregard what we feel, but then we can't express how we're doing. And in, yeah. in relationship, if we can't express how we're doing, how do we, what good are we? Yeah. I mean, what, what, what function do we serve if, if, if it's not to like kind of be there for each other and help each other kind of make it through this life and, and, and show up for each other? It's why I really like EFT so much, Emotionally Focused Therapy, which is what this is a, a, a podcast that's designed to be a, a therapy companion or a next step for Hold Me Type or Creative for Connections to help couples actually have a language around this. Because the reality is that we focus, when we focus on premarital or when we help a couple through stuff, so much is out there that says, oh, focus on the physical relationship. That's a fun one to talk about. Yeah. Or we set up premaritals and say, talk about finances, talk about family of origin, talk about all these bullet points. And Rarely is there a whole section which needs to happen on emo- the emotional relationship. We share so yeah. much with each other. I mean, we we share almost everything, and yet we don't often share what we feel or what's happening for us. And so that's really what we're going to focus on in this first episode. And really, this entire series, Staying Tuned In, is really refining, can I identify what's happening to me emotionally or what I'm feeling or how it's hitting my body? And can I share that with my partner? And remember, uh, this podcast isn't designed as a tool to attack or use against your partner. This is really designed to get more in touch with with you personally. It's kind of like an intentional self-focus to be aware because if I'm not aware what's happening for me, it's really hard for me to not only share it, but then ask for the need to be met or ask to be responded to. Yeah. And we were talking about doing the next series we literally sat down and said, what do I wish 
right? And what do other therapists wish that we could have or help people along with in session? And yeah. so the one thing that I think our culture uh, kind of does not promote is kind of self-awareness. They talk about it a lot and they, you know, there's a lot of people saying, oh, you should be self-aware and you should be able to kind of like know yourself and all these things. But, but I don't think that a lot of us do it. And I, we have good reasons for that. Our culture doesn't promote it. Our families of origin probably didn't promote it very much. I mean, there are good reasons why we don't do it. So it's not to say that you're, you're, you're bad if you don't do it. But the real deal here is that we want to say, we have to be intentional about, about engaging with that about saying, hey, this is, an emotion is just the language of our experience. So how am I experiencing this world? How is it to be in Chad's skin sitting next to you on this stool? How am I doing in this moment? Um, that, that's what we're talking about when we're saying, how do we send a clear message? That's yeah. the message we want to get across is, hey, this is how I'm doing. This is where I'm at. You know, this is my experience in this motion. We've in, said in this before and other stuff that we've done that, you know, couples do so many things right. We yeah. wouldn't stay together and we wouldn't work so well together if we didn't do all those things right. The challenge is when it gets sideways, it feels feels really, really bad. And yeah. it's in those moments that it is imperative that we not only learn for, for the sake of the relationship, but for ourselves, what's really happening there so that we can really clear up that message. You know, we, when we were talking through kind of the metaphor to use for this, there was a, a whole bunch that came up, but, but for me, it, it was this idea of almost like an old car radio, you know, back in the day when we used to take road trips with my family and it would be like from town to town, you would tune into that radio station when you would hit the town, yeah. find the radio station. Then you drive out of town and it would slowly start to get kind of faded or turn, and then you'd have to try to find another one and turn it, you know, tune it in. It never failed that it was like on a song I wanted to hear when it would start going yeah, out. Yeah, it would start fading. So frustrating. But either way, anyway. the, the idea there even for us is if Chad and I are trying to communicate, let's say something goes wrong in our relationship and, and I'm trying to express something to him. A lot of times, and we talked about this in our first series, the basics, that cycle that shows up a lot of times will send him a message that I'm angry. There's a fly in our studio. And so uh, we're, well, I keep swatting it. That's what I'm doing. I'm also a talker with my hands. So it could look like I'm just being animated. Very serious right now. <laughs> we're flaring our hands no. trying to get this. Um, but the idea there is I'm sending a message to Chad that has lost its clarity. And, and to be honest, I don't even know if I had clarity to, be, to begin with because that it happens so fast. So for me, when we start to see this situation happen where it's going sideways, you know, in therapy, sometimes if you're in therapy, your, your therapist will say, what's the first thing that you notice? And, and oftentimes it's a cue or a trigger. What's the first thing you noticed your partner doing? And it's been good for us to try to work through what we can help couples with, what we can help individuals in the couple with is to say, let's self-focus it for a second. What's the first thing you notice happening in your body? Because I can feel myself when it's getting sideways start to escalate and start to ramp up and this urgency comes online. And before I even slow it down enough to figure out what's happening, I'm criticizing Chad or I have anger involved or my volume has increased, which then he looks up and is like, what? What just happened? What in the world? I I know you're mad at me, but I have no idea what what is underneath it, you know? So clarifying what we are telling our partner, even non-verbally, even, you know, all of the things is so important. And if I'm able to clarify, it doesn't go sideways. I actually, he actually is tuned in. He understands clearly. He responds. It goes well. We move forward almost as if there's no riff. 
Yeah. I mean, and you're just talking about the importance of relationship or of being clear emotionally in relationship. If I don't send you the message, if I don't give you the information, you can't take it in. I mean, there's no way for, for you to know, or if, if you don't tell me, Hey, this is what's happening inside me, then I'm left to only interpret what I see, which is kind of what culture sets us up to do. It says, Hey, interpret that thing and figure it out. And you should somehow know, especially, yeah. uh, you know, in, in moments of distress, I kind of, I, I feel this pressure kind of as a guy to like have the answers, to get it right. And to not, not only get it right, but look like there's not a problem, like have the answer off the cuff or have it solved before it starts. And, and so it's like, there is this real pressure to kind of yeah. like, no, but if we don't, if I don't, as, as, a, as your husband tell you how I'm doing, yeah. you can't know. No, there, You can guess, you can make assumptions, you can do all kinds of things, but, but most of the time you can't know, you can, you're only making guesses. And that, that leaves us in a really vulnerable spot. Yeah. It leaves us in a really vulnerable spot because if we don't get clear about what's going on, then you're over there guessing and I'm over here guessing and, and we just miss each other yeah. so often, even in relationships where like ours, where we want to connect with each other. We want to be with you. We want to care for each other. And we have more yeah. words than most and it still gets sideways. Yeah. And actually I think sometimes our words get in the way because yeah. we talk about the wrong things. And I, I think that's why we said we wanted to do this podcast specifically is because you know what we talk about and you and I can, we can use so many words but we oftentimes like it, leave out the real experience that we're in. Yeah. And then we don't know how to show up for each other. We get lost in the content yeah. and the fight becomes about a thing. And rarely is the fight ever about the thing. It's always about kind of what's underneath it. And so the, the idea there, and we'll talk about this more in this series as we continue, we're going to talk really specifically about the perception that the pursuer has, not only of themselves, of the situation, and the perception that the withdrawer has of what's happening and how different that is than, than what the other person is taking in. Perception versus reality kind of thing there. But in a cycle, which we talked about before, this thing that happens that goes sideways, um, our protection comes up when we start to feel that it's going bad, right? We talked about the protection of a pursuer that I start to feel um, this urgency, this energy comes up that's like, I've got to fight. I've got to fight hard for this and I better come in with more words, faster pace, criticism, point out what's wrong so we can get it right. Withdrawer, that protection that comes up that goes, wow, this is really hot right now. This is really escalated. I should probably back away from this, uh, give this some space for very good reasons. Our protection comes up and so the behavior that our partner sees is the distorted message. Because deep down, when, when Chad withdraws or when Chad does that behavioral thing that a withdrawer does, which is take some space or, or give it some time to cool off, I see him disengaging from this active conversation and think, what are you doing? Why are you leaving? Now, that sends my body this signal that goes, he's not here with me. I better, yeah. I better make my message even louder. And so I come more in. More energy, more effort, Which more is words. a distorted yeah. message. Because I, I don't want to get louder. And oftentimes, I don't like myself when I do. Same with Chad. He doesn't want to let me down. A withdrawer doesn't want to let a pursuer down. And yet, oftentimes, the very move they make does. And so that's yeah. the hard part is that the moves we make, which we've called before, this is the, protecti the protective behavior that our body leans toward, is the very thing that distorts what is more clear underneath, right? So we're really trying to go, what, what message? If Chad and I are having this dialogue and it starts to go bad, what am I trying to say to him? Yeah, and, and that, that's where we want to say we've got to find ways to slow ourselves down in these cycles to kind of ask the question like, 
wait a minute, what is this saying to me? So if, if, if Angela comes to me and it has a lot of words and has a lot of energy, most of the time I can't take it in because I hear it as, as really just criticism of me. Yeah. And so I have to be able to go, whoa, just give me a second and let me try to take that in. Let me try to understand that. And, and so I, I, I need to be able to kind of like go to my head a little bit, but I have to be able to go, oh, this is impacting me this way. And if Angela's words can be about her experience, I can stay a little more engaged, but oftentimes those words come across as kind of critical. Yeah. And that ends up putting us in a really, and then I, then I go to my like, oh my gosh, I've got to solve something and that doesn't work. So getting really, really clear. And I want to kind of tie this up a little bit, but getting really, really clear about what is happening inside me or what is happening inside you and then bringing that to our partner. I want to talk to you about how extremely hard this is to do. Oh you know, my gosh. Chad yeah. and I are just kind of talking about it. By the way, Chad's got his PhD in psych ed and, and is an EFT certified therapist and supervisor. And so we do this day in and day out. I have my master's in marriage and family therapy, have some EFT training. And so we even have a really... Um, articulate language vocabulary yeah. around this stuff. And we get sideways all the time. Well, and that, that's what you're saying is spot on. I mean, this isn't, we're, we're sitting here and we're talking to you guys as though it's like, Oh yeah, do this thing. But, it's and a, I'll tell you what, really if, you, if you can do it. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I mean that whether, and, and sometimes it's easier to start off talking about something like, Oh, this thing at work happened. And this is what it made me feel not, Hey, when you criticized me, I felt this because that becomes a big, a big, <laughs> it can become a fight. Um, it's easier to talk about kind of externals maybe to start with and then, and then kind of bring it back to uh, the relationship. But, but being able to go, this external thing happened, or I saw this external thing, and this is what it's ha- what what it did inside me. My gut dropped, my heart felt bad, I, I was confused, I was sad, I felt like I had messed up somehow, and and bring that to your partner, right? But bring wow, that Chad, to your- when were you ever in your life taught not only to do that, but even to pay attention to that? Never. Never. <laughs> yeah. I I, I'm not, I'm not, th- uh, that's not something who, no. who tells us to do that? Nobody tells us. Not only that we witness in our because, families of origin and yeah. experiences, we witness the complete opposite. We witness the other moves. We witness withdrawers take space for very good reason. We witness pursuers escalate for very good reasons. And we adapt and take on those strategies that we don't realize are actually. And those very good reasons are that it's vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying is right, but but the reasons, I mean, kind of like say, oh, you have very good reasons. For That's true. You do. And the very good reasons are that this is a vulnerable move we're asking you to make. We're saying open yourself up in the moment when you feel weakest, when you feel worst about you, and talk to your spouse about that. When you're confused yourself, we want you to somehow pause in the middle of an escalated conversation and try to get more clarity about clarity about what's happening for you so that you can be more clear for your partner. What? That just seems, it or, seems or, yeah. really hard to do. When you're anxious and feel like you're overwhelmed and need somebody to come to you and you're going to be left and you're going to be abandoned because you are so anxious. Or when you're feeling- You need to ask for somebody to come to you? Like you're getting it wrong or like you're letting the person down. At that point, you're going to try to throw words at it that you think might get, get it right. No way. Yeah, I mean- So we want to do take a second to say, we recognize even as we were doing this podcast, that we might be out ahead of you a little bit. And and our hope is, as we, we start to kind of share these concepts and share these moves, that um, that you'll try them on and see how they feel. And we 
really have been excited to get some of the feedback back, even from our first series that we did, that people are trying it, that they're having the conversations, that they're starting to recognize, hey, I'm a pursuer. Hey, I'm a withdrawer. Hey, I noticed that our cycle showed up and we had to have a, a deeper conversation about what happened and it was helpful. And also sometimes it's hard. And so in this first episode, we really want to say, if you can try to slow down to to understand for yourself what the message is that you want to send to your partner. Often, at least for me, I have found rarely, if I really look at my behavior, is my behavior sending the message that I really want to send. Yeah, It's it's usually some way escalated or out of control or chaotic message. And and I don't do a service to my relationship by, by not slowing down to try to figure well, figure that out. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think, um, we often protect ourselves. So our behavior is often the exact opposite of what we feel. So if I, if I get shut down and quiet, it's actually because I need to be asking questions and I don't understand and I'm confused and I'm kind of lost and I probably should engage at that point, but it looks like I'm just stoic when in fact I'm confused and scared. Right. And, or when you get anxious and kind of have this energy. For me, that, I feel like yeah. it's, I'm losing control or the situation feels really chaotic. And that's so scary for me that I want to try to maintain balance and control. And so I'm like, I better get a hold of this thing. Yep. And that's why that escalated behavior Use comes. All the words and all but if stuff, I yeah. could slow yeah. down and say, man, it just feels really chaotic and I'm a little it's bit great. confused. What yeah. a different, what a different conversation that is. Definitely. And so this is this week's connect point, right? Each week we want to bring to you an actual connect point that you can have a conversation with your partner about to try to help you guys foster a more secure relationship, a more attached relationship, a deeper emotional relationship. And so this week, this is what the connect point looks like. It's really a desire sharing with your partner. This is, if I'm going to say it to Chad, I want to send a clear signal to you in those times when we kind of get sideways or in those times when we're distressed. And so I'm really going to try to work on what's happening for me in those moments. It's just, hopefully that's a, a smaller one than trying to solve the whole thing, but really it's just, I'm trying to have an awareness around this and I'm going to try to focus on me. And we, we can say that, but we want you to really do that too, right? We want you to say to your partner, hey, I'm, I'm going to try to figure out what it is that my gut's telling me in these moments when it goes wrong. But we want you to spend some time and do that. Sit down and go, okay, when we were in that moment, what was, what was it saying about me? What was I feeling? What yeah. was my, was I sca- sad? Was I scared? Was I, was I anxious? Was I lonely? Was I, what is it telling me? You know, and kind of asking that question. And so many times I think, you know, whether it's in, uh, you know, a counseling setting or other settings, what we're trying to do is kind of fight the, the, the untruths um, or the lies that we believe. And I think when you dig into this in those moments, that's where, the negative view of self or the lies show up. And that's what we're trying to get to so that we can have a partner speak into it so that my wife can say, no, you're not a failure. Or I can say, you're not too much. And I do want to be here for you. I do want to show up for you. For me, the thing that really derails me is my negative view of other or relationship. I start to go to a really bad place about my partner that's untrue. And if I could actually hone into what I'm really feeling more clearly, he can respond to it. And that, that decreases that as well. I think Chad made a really good point about these connect points though. And that is, we don't want you to try to have this conversation in the middle of an escalated fight because that, that it's, 
it's a tactic and I don't think that it'll work anyway. The idea is that we want you to set time aside. Maybe it's coffee Saturday morning or maybe it's a Thursday night date night and you're going to have this quick conversation or not quick conversation, go into yeah. detail. But you want to try to have this, even what he said is when we're re- revisiting, right? If you're, li- if you're a hold me tight or creative for connection person, you know that that third conversation revisiting a rocky moment is when we go back and say, hey, what went wrong there? And then we can try to identify some of the deeper feelings that we might have missed in the moment. And so that's the key. We want you guys to to take intentional time to work on the conversation and what it looks like. Yeah, that's great, you guys. We appreciate it. Um, glad you guys are listening to us and joining us for this. Do the work, yeah. right? This this works. This this way of living, this way of being works. And so we're excited to kind of open this up with you guys and spend some time talking about how do we get more clear, stay in tune, and get really clear about our message and about who we are and how we're doing uh, in, in this process. We look forward to checking back in with you guys next week. We're going to talk about interference when the message gets distorted. Thanks.